Welcome to the Might Sound Wild podcast. I'm Ron Wayne Scott. And I'm April Oil. And this week we are doing a, I guess you could call it a part two of what we started last week. And April, I'll let you give the backstory on how uh, last week's episode started and how it came about. Yeah, how we were telling you guys that we had a friend that reached out to us that said, I, I wish you guys would teach a class on business. And to be more specific about that, she sent like a list, a text list of things that she would like for Ron and I to teach. And it was uh, kind of lengthy in the way that we covered a lot of it last week. But this week, we thought we would dedicate a whole episode to what we're calling Business 101. And that's her words. Like, to be more specific, she says, the order of setting up a business. And I feel like that's an entire episode. Um, we've, we've asked some other people, some young entrepreneurs, um, what kind of questions they would have just getting started with um, any kind of new business, retail, resale, um, photography. There's all these different um, business avenues that young people want to get involved in. And it seems to be the same question every time. It's like, what's the first thing that I do? So yeah, this so, week we decided we would go into that. And Ron has a lot to, to share. And I'll be asking some questions to get us through it and see if we can yeah. um, help some people with that. We got some great questions as well that we'll be uh, tackling uh, throughout this episode. But uh, before we get into that, want to remind you uh, again to check out the Might Sound Wild website. We've got uh, some great Christmas gift ideas. Yes, on those there. sweatshirts are back in stock, guys. Everybody was asking about those when we were all wearing them in the mountains before. The the Mountain Escape sweatshirts are available on the uh, Might Sound Wild website and. Uh, snag one up because they're awesome. They're so comfortable. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of them at our uh, Gulf Shores office. And uh, big shout out to your daughter, Brianna, as well as James and Matt, <laughs> who organized the office and got all the got all the sweatshirts uh, really organized and uh, laid out perfectly, just ready to go for whoever wants to order them. So get somebody a Mountain Escape sweatshirt for Christmas yeah. and also get the Lightroom presets that are still on there. You can check out all of those and don't forget to sign up for the photo club. We'll have some fun things happening in the new year. Yeah, definitely. More field trips. Yeah. Maybe another retreat. Who knows okay. what might be happening in the new year. And by the way, speaking of the new year, this is going to be our last episode for 2021. Mm -hmm. We'll be back on uh, January 4th of 2022 to kick off the new year. And we'll probably be talking business again on that one as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, all right, Ron, for this week, I'm going to put you back in the hot seat. We do this. We like to take right. turns doing this every once in a while. Yeah. Um, so let's do it. If I, if I went back to that question that said the order of setting up your new business, and I don't, I don't want to just target photography here. I know a lot of our listeners are photographers, but sometimes, you know, there are other avenues of business. And one of the things when I was asking Brianna for her opinion on some of these things, um, she said, I wouldn't even know where to look online for my state business info and licensing. So that was something that I thought maybe you could help people navigate through. It can be a little bit hard to find. Uh, you can always just search for whatever your state Department of Revenue, because a lot of uh, the state licensing requirements, that kind of stuff is going to be handled through the Department of Revenue. Um, if you don't want to be an investigator, you can always just go to a CPA and have them tell you. Or 
if you go to your your town business license office, okay. they can sometimes tell you who you would need to get in touch with uh, for the state. Uh, if you need something from the county, they can point you in the right direction there. But uh, you could always start with that. Uh, another thing, if you're going to be an LLC or a corporation or something like that, you might want to look at using a company like uh, Biz Violings, LegalZoom, one of those kind of companies that will uh, do all of the filings for you. Okay, so let's back up. Let me ask you, let me rephrase this. What is the first, okay. if say, say you're starting a brand new business today, Ron, what is the first thing okay. that you would do? What I would do first is I would kind of do some investigating on the internet to make sure that the name that I want is available. Do you mean the domain name um, or the? Uh, not necessarily the domain name, but the business name. Okay. Yeah. Um, make sure that whatever you want to name your business, somebody hasn't already registered that business name with your state. Okay, good point. So number one, name your business, make sure it's available. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to come up with a name and buy a website for it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then when you start to file your LLC or whatever, then you get a notice back from the state saying somebody has already registered a business in that Okay. Name. And you can do that just simply by like a little Google search generally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Normally you can. There's, um, there's going to be a state website somewhere. Um, I don't really know. I'm not really remembering right offhand what you would look up, but, uh, uh, You'll be able to find okay. it online. Yeah. Okay. So the number one thing we want to do is name the business, make sure that name's available. Then you need to determine if you want to be an LLC, a corporation, a sole proprietor, right? Is that the second step? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a, a good uh, next step to go. And like I said, if you're, if you're going to be an LLC, it's probably going to be a whole lot easier to go with a biz filings, legal zoom, something uh, like that. Cause they can uh, get you the tax ID number, the uh, formation of the LLC, all that kind of stuff. You can do it yourself if you really want to, you know, spend a whole lot of time mm -hmm. doing paperwork. If you enjoy that kind of stuff, uh, you can do it all yourself. You're just going to have to do a lot of searching on Google to find all the places to do it. Um, the tax ID number, you can get, you can just go to the IRS website, get your tax ID number. Um, that's not a big deal, but if you use um, some kind of a business filings company, they'll do all that for you. Okay. And you recommend that using like a biz business filing company? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I prefer doing it that way. Without getting too lengthy, because people can Google some of these topics. So I don't want to be, uh, drag it out too much, but can you shed a little bit of information on those different business styles? So people would know, like, what if, you know, I know it's different for each type of business you're doing and liability is involved and all of that. But is there any like quick way that you can say, well, if you're going to be a photographer, you might consider, you know, sole, sole propriety. You know, is there anything you can help? Yeah, decide? it's the main the main reason why you would want to be an LLC is because if you're a sole proprietor and just doing, you know, it's you doing business as whatever the company is mm -hmm. called. Um, 
it's kind of like they're doing business with you personally, which means that if somebody sues you, they could take your house, your car, your possessions, all that kind of stuff. If you form an LLC, then you are not personally responsible if your business gets sued. That's really the main reason why you would want to be an LLC. Okay. Because if somebody sues your business, they can't take your car or your house. That kind and of taking stuff. it a step further would be a corporation, correct? Right, right, right. But if you're a small business, you probably don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. So it seems like we have number one, you know, step one, step two. So say you have decided you're going to be an LLC. Now you need to form that, which is what you were suggesting, like a business. And you're literally saying right. like there's a company actually called like biz filing, right? Biz filings. Yeah. yeah. They're the ones that we use for all of our stuff. And you can visit their website and follow the steps to form your your LLC paperwork to make it official, correct? Yeah, really. Um, they're just going to put you in touch with some kind of a business expert. You're going to fill out some forms online saying what the what you want the name of your business to be. And then they're going to do all the hard stuff for you. They're going to check with the state to find out if that name is available. They're going to get you a tax ID number and then they're going to, they're going to file all the paperwork with the state. So you pretty much you become an LLC at this point with the exception of licenses. Yeah. And okay. Chances are you might need a city business license. Mm -hmm. What I've found with biz filings, the one that we use is they don't do city business licenses, that kind of stuff, but they will tell you if you need. Okay, one. great they'll they'll handle all the state stuff okay and then if there's anything else that you need they will tell you here's who you need to contact to get your city business license okay so from this point you you follow all of those steps you're actually a legal business you need to check with your yeah your city like just by going i know in the past i've like went to city hall and done something in yeah. person yeah. So, um, yeah, just sure. and and the thing is, a lot of times, if if you're just a sole proprietor, uh, like say for example, when you were doing photography on your own mm -hmm. before you became involved in shore shooters, um, you could just go to your city business license office, get your city business license. Um, you may have to do a state business license, but, uh, um. They'll tell you about that and then you're good to go. Okay, cool. So th that brings me to a whole nother, and this could probably take a lot of time. So we could probably revisit this topic at, at some point. But um, our friend Julie asked how important are systems, you know, having systems in place, which we think is like in extremely important. But I, oh, I yeah. feel like it kind of, I feel like moving on to the next topic of, um, separating your personal finances and your business finances and being prepared for taxes kind of all goes together. Even we had someone else ask this question about um, saving and a plan. I feel like systems and saving and business finance all kind of goes together. With a lot of it does. A lot of it does go together and um, you can really help answer all those questions if you use an accounting software like QuickBooks. Yes. And, and another thing you mentioned separating your business and your personal expenses. I don't care how small of a business you are, have a business bank account. Yes. Don't 
pay your business bills out of your personal bank account. Exactly. Um, plus, you cannot track expense. There's it's just so hard. It gets very muddy trying to track expenses um, when you have it all mixed in with your personal, yeah. you know, your groceries. Yeah, and that's and and tracking the expenses. That's why you want to use an accounting software like QuickBooks mm -hmm. because you're classifying everything uh, as for what you're spending it yeah on. yeah now that brings me to the next point this is the question okay. on everyone's mind and i know i would i would be willing to bet that like 70 to 80 percent of people do not do this correctly let's talk about claiming that income at the end of the year so say you're just like a freelance makeup artist or something like that um yeah and you you know you've you've collected income that's kind of all throughout the year, kind of sporadically. And now you have to claim it. You've got your expenses. You know, you say you've got that taken care of. How, what's the best way? I know you're going to say an accounting software, aren't you? <laughs> well, not necessarily. Okay. What's, yeah. So I think that a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't claim the income, to be honest. Um, and that could come back to bite you in the butt later. Yeah. So you need to um, be prepared to, run a report at the end of the year. Yes, you do. Uh, you do. You need to, whatever. if you're, if you're using, say, if you're doing your own taxes and you're using TurboTax, yeah. you want to, uh, it's going to ask you on TurboTax about your sources of income mm -hmm. and uh, you're going to create a separate uh, section in TurboTax for your money that you made as a makeup artist. And then you're also going to enter all of your expenses. And if you do it right, uh, you may not owe a whole lot of taxes on that. Yeah. if you track Because you're going to be deducting the expenses. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So we've, we've had two questions um, come in while we've been on on the podcast okay. and they both okay. deal with the same thing. So I feel like this is what we're addressing right now. Um, as a small business owner, how do I organize my finances with taxes preparing to save? And the other one says, I need all info on taxes and staying on top of things legally. So it sounds to me like people okay. do know that they may be doing things a little incorrectly by not claiming their income yeah. and et cetera. So yeah. And it kind of, Go it, And the answer to both questions kind of goes back to what we have already said, which is have a business bank account and use some sort of an accounting software so you can track your expenses by category. Mm -hmm. so, and as long as you do that, you'll be good at tax time. So um, just just for example, if you're a freelance photographer for Shore Shooters or Mountain Escape, you already have a business because we're paying you as a contractor. You're already business. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. be sure that that um, your bank, your business bank account, I, I always recommend to shore shooters people that they are tracking all expenses because they're going to have a decent amount of income yes. at the end of the year that, you know, we're going to send them a 1099. They're going to have to report that income. And there are just so many things that they probably don't realize are tax deductible. So, um, just make sure that oh, yeah. you you know you're tracking all of that. Enter in your cell your cell phone bill and your SD cards and your hard drives, and make sure you're entering that in. So at the end of mileage, the year, yeah, mileage. Wow, that's a big one. If you have to cross a toll bridge to get to a shoot that you do for us, 
track that your car registration all of that too. fees. Um, yeah. There's just so much you can get. Um, we, we would love to, Ron and I have been dreaming of finding someone to come on <laughs> and talk about these topics with you at the first of the year. So hopefully that'll be something that you guys can get. Ready. Maybe sometime in the next couple of weeks when we're off from the podcast, maybe we'll find somebody who will be willing to come on with us in January. Yeah. So if there are any, any uh, CPAs or tax professionals listening, <laughs> We would love to get you on the podcast in January. So get in touch with us, please. Yes. So I, I think that answers the question of organization with finances as you, number one, you need two different bank accounts. Yeah, it's really, I would say, don't overthink it. Just keep track of everything and uh, save your receipts. Yep. And uh, make sure you're using some sort of software that will classify uh, your business income and your business expenses. Because if you're, if you're using something like QuickBooks and then say you're a small business and you're just going to do everything in TurboTax because you're not a really big business and, uh, you're going to be able to print out a report out of QuickBooks or whatever accounting software you're using. And as long as you've got everything classified correctly, you can always just, uh, print out that expense report, the income and our uh, profit and loss, mm -hmm. basically. And and then when you're doing your taxes on TurboTax, just draw a line through each one of those expenses after you've entered them into TurboTax. Yeah, two things I have to add about that is number one, um, especially young people who think that they're just going to be like renting forever and that this stuff doesn't matter. You have to show you, you need this organized because eventually you might want to buy a car or house or make a big purchase. And you really need to be able to separate and show your income from your own business. I mean, you really need to be able to yeah. track that correctly. And, so and, and that, that sort of gets complicated because for tax purposes, uh, when you're filing your taxes, you want to expense out mm -hmm. as much as possible. You want to, you want to add every expense you possibly can to save on how much you're going to pay in taxes. But yet when you buy a house, you want to show as much profit as possible. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's kind of a no win situation, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just part of well, life. determine what your goals are, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, exactly. short term goals, long term goals, that kind of thing. But I will yeah. say just to just to chime in on like because I'm really bad at this kind of stuff. What's kind of helped me over the years after. So back in the day, you had to report um, or you needed to save all of your like paper receipts. And then they changed the law where they don't even look at like, say, dinner receipts under a certain amount anymore. Right, so right, exactly. I realized that they were looking at, you know, I was like, oh, my bank statement is just as clear as a receipt, you know, so I could go through and highlight, but I was waiting till the end of the year and it was taking me like days to file my taxes. So I finally just, and you have to be disciplined to do this. I wouldn't want to get anyone in trouble with their own finances recommending this, but I chose one of my credit cards to use only for business expenses. Like travel, yeah, and that's a great way to hotels. do hotels that way. And I would just pay it off. And then that way, at the end of the year, I know exactly which card to look at for everything that I need to. You've got you yeah. got all of your write offs there in one spot. Yeah. So if you're disciplined enough to pay a credit card off like you should, I recommend doing that because you're killing a lot of birds with one stone there. You're like 
able to track your expenses, you're building credit, and you're also, if you have a good card, you're using reaping the point system. So you're sure. able to get either cash rewards or points for flying and stuff like that. So um, I recommend um, checking into that if you think you can be responsible enough not to let the balance roll over too often. Yeah. That can help a yeah. lot. So hopefully that helps the person that asked that question about um, keeping things organized. I think that's probably a good suggestion. Yep. Um, let me make sure that I'm answering all of these questions. I feel like we can spend so much time talking about business 101, but I think another thing is be on top of your own stuff. But also I would recommend finding a CPA, even if you just go to an initial meeting with them. I know when I was first starting my sure. business back when I was like 20 years old, I was at a CPA office and we ended up not using the CPA, but we asked all the questions that we needed face to face, yeah. like uh, the, that we needed answering. And that really helped. We went back and it was Trish and I a long time ago. We went yeah. back and implemented most of what he said ourselves, like you were suggesting with QuickBooks and, and things like that. But we sure. at least heard it from a professional's mouth, what we needed to do and what we, you know, what we didn't need to do. Yeah. So I know CPAs can be expensive and they don't make sense for all businesses, but I would always recommend trying to find someone to help you file your taxes. It gives you a peace of mind that you're doing things legally and that you're not going to yeah. be in trouble down the road with the IRS or something like that. Right. Bottom line to, to just to sum everything up that we've said so far is keep track of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I know personally, like when I was keeping track of mileage, it was like, it felt so impossible for me to remember to do every single time I went to shoot. Like yeah. Walt is the opposite. He had a notebook every year, a full notebook of his mileage because he would come home and write it down. And I just wasn't that disciplined. Sure. I could not do it. So there, there are things out there that can help you like the mile IQ app. I think it's less than it's somewhere between 50 and a hundred dollars for the whole year. It's yeah. It's so not real expensive. It. Yeah. So worth it. I mean, the app it saves you from having to grab that little notebook and write that mileage down. Right. Every time right. You, you just classify your drives at the end. Like it's always running in the background. So it's always, you know, um, it's always determining how far you've driven and then you just classify your drives, yeah. whether they're personal and you've got a report at the end of the year yeah, I think the way it works is like, isn't it like you swipe one way yeah. for personal and the other way for business? Yeah, just like the Tinder app. <laughs> but um, anyway, <laughs> it's um, don't forget, even the app itself is tax deductible. That's where your brain needs to go. That's like true. Every tool that you're using, every preset that you buy, photographers, every, um, I mean, if you want to get into it. Go, go to go to mightsoundwild.co, buy some of April's presets, and then deduct that as a business expense <laughs> when you do awesome. your taxes. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's there's just so many ways that you can get crafty with tax deductions. And then also, don't forget what your long-term goals are and the way that we were talking earlier. Like, don't go crazy writing off every little thing if your goal is to report more income. Um, in which case, you just need to be prepared to pay that in. I mean, just... As you're making that money as a business owner, you have to remember you're not exempt from paying taxes just because you own a business. Just just right. as you were working at your day job before paying in your taxes, someone was doing it for you, yeah. but you were paying in taxes. And you have to remember that you're still responsible for that. That's that's another thing that you have to keep in mind when you're your own boss. Right. And when you're starting a business is 
like you said, when you're working for somebody else, the taxes come out of your paycheck before you get that paycheck. That's right. When you are running your own business, the taxes aren't coming out. You have to pay those. You do, yeah. At, uh, uh, in by April 15th of the following year. So you got to keep that in mind. If you're, if, if you have your own business and you make a profit with that business, be prepared because you're going to have to give a certain percentage of that to the government. And this is definitely why you should meet with a CPA because that's hard for some people. Like I know the first like five years for me, Every tax season, I like got sick to my stomach because it was so hard for me to let go of money that had been sitting in my bank account. Even if I had saved it for tax purposes, it was so hard to see it go. It was so stressful for me. If you, depending on the volume of business that you do, if you meet with a CPA, they could suggest that you're set up on a quarterly uh, tax installment where you don't have to pay that all at once. Um, they could even suggest to you if you're if you've been doing your business for years, like Ron and I had, we found out a whole new avenue that we wanted to go with the way that we do business, um, and the CPA suggested that. So it's definitely something to look into because um, you might get to a point in your career where you see that business coming in so steadily for so long that you're like ready to pay yourself a salary instead of collecting each. Um, payment. And that's something that you definitely need a CPA's help with and to give you yeah. the correct information. Well, and you mentioned, you mentioned the quarterly tax payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is really, uh, if you're a business owner, the IRS is going to recommend that you do the, they want you to do the quarterly taxes. And the reason why they want you to do quarterly taxes is because they don't want you to end up at the end of the year Not owing more than mm-hmm. you're able to pay. So, and, and it is a good idea to do it that way because you're paying, you're paying for small amounts instead of one really big amount. And you'll be credited at tax. If, if you overpay. Um, Oh yeah, that used to always be my issue with my excuse not to do quarterly payments. I was like, yeah, if you make quarterly payments throughout the year, and then at the end of the year you do your taxes, and it turns out that you didn't really owe that much, then you'll get a refund. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways to do it, but I hope I hope this yeah. helps. I hope you guys are able to take away some information from this. Um, let's go into let's go into one other thing before we sure. wrap up, um, Brianna. Uh, you were talking to Brianna right before we started mm-hmm. and she was asking about sales tax. Mm-hmm. We can touch on that for a few minutes too, because uh, I guess Brianna was asking like who is, who has to pay sales tax? Yeah. Yeah. She was just saying that um, I think it all just kind of came up naturally with saying like, Oh, well, what's the first, you know, first place you go. And when we were talking about getting that tax ID number and getting the business legally squared away, then we were like, okay, who's responsible for sales tax and who is not. And basically what it comes down to is if you're selling a tangible item, then you have to charge sales tax on that. And then you have to remit that sales tax to your city, county, and or state uh, each month. So there used to be a uh, really if you big are, uproar about what was a tangible item and what wasn't, especially when it came to with with photographers, it has been a really confusing issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very complicated for photographers. And it varies state to, to state. 
It does vary state to state because uh, in the case of photographers, a lot of us are now giving digital downloads Mm -hmm. instead of a tangible product. Now, if you're, if you're selling prints, there's no question about that. Right. That's, that's taxable. Mm -hmm. But uh, where it got really complicated was when photographers started doing digital downloads, which is what most of us are doing now. And it became the question of, is that taxable? Because you're not, you're not handing them a print. You're not handing them a flash drive or a CD or whatever. They're downloading it from the internet. And some states consider downloads taxable and some don't. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you've got to check with your state on. Yeah. It's also almost impossible to measure because you never know how many downloads you're giving someone. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's kind of crazy. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's definitely something that you're going to want to do your research on is um, sales tax. Who do I pay it to? Uh, some places you may only have to pay sales tax to the state. Some places there's a city, county and a state sales tax. That's true. So it just depends on depends on where your business is located. So that's figuring out the sales tax part of it is probably going to be the most complicated part of getting your business started. And I also advise that someone, again, use the service of a CPA to file on their behalf and those kinds of things. You can just send them a report from your Square or QuickBooks or whatever yeah. software you use. Allow them to file on your behalf. It's worth paying them to not be late on sales tax, I would think. Yeah. Um, because it is, it does have to be reported at the same time every month. Um, that sounds like a nightmare to me. I would definitely be paying a service to do that on my behalf yeah. if I could afford to. So, um, well, and I will say going back to the accounting software, and I don't want to sound like a commercial for QuickBooks because they do not support not paying us. us to, yeah. yeah, they, they, this, this is not a paid commercial for QuickBooks, but, um, they do make it pretty easy as far as, sales filing the sales tax because um there are reports that just simply tell you you know here's how here's how much you owe and here's who you but owe you have to. to physically go do it yourself yes you do have to go on the state or whoever's whatever jurisdiction's website and file the taxes yourself but your accounting software gave you the number will tell you how much sales tax yeah you're it, it'll tell you how much sales tax you collect yeah yeah so if um a cpa is like way out of your budget then it is doable to do yourself as long as you have an accounting software it is. It is. in place yeah and the last thing i was going to say about all of this is really it's all overwhelming and it sounds so big and scary to people who don't have the you know the t- personality type or the side of the brain that they use is not like this is out of their comfort zone. But really, if you just sit down and write down like we just did as we were doing this podcast, step one, step two, and just do all of these things. If you're going to be a business owner, you're going to have to buck up and do a few uncomfortable things. And I think, I, I think it is not impossible. It's not overwhelming. If you just take a deep breath, and sit down and follow the steps that hopefully we just laid out to get you going, at least get you started. Oh yeah. 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 It's not as complicated as you might think it would be. Yeah. It's just, it's time consuming. It is. And especially initially, I think once you, because after you have these things set up, it's just a matter of renewal 
um, making sure you keep things renewed and updated. Um, and I think, I think that we could probably address more of these topics, um, at the start of next year when we, we plan out our podcast, because I know there were a few more questions that were involving team and teamwork and social media etiquette. Yeah. Feels like that might have to be another episode. So we'll see you guys next year. Yeah, we'll be back uh, the first Wednesday of 2022 with another podcast. We're going to take the next couple of weeks off just simply because (laughs) everybody has Christmas things going on. And you're probably not going to have time to listen to a podcast for the next two weeks because you're going to be busy doing family stuff. I hope so. And we will be too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody enjoy their family for the holidays and we will talk to you next year. Yeah, and we'll come up with some really good business stuff to kick off the new year and hopefully help you get your business organized. Hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you again in 2022.